We would like to welcome you to a very special edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. This is our Fun Drive edition. And uh, my name is Gavin Walker, and we're here with uh, three hours or so of some of the very best in jazz music. But this is also a a special edition because this is the only show we'll be doing uh, for CITR's famous Fun Drive. It's an annual event that uh, we raise money for the station. We have all kinds of projects this year. This is a, this is a big year for us, a big move to the new building, um, which involves a whole lot of uh, stuff, as you can imagine. Moving a radio station from one building to another, uh, that's a big project. We have, um, uh, we're digitalizing uh, all kinds of um, uh Things on that CITR has had over the years, um, and uh, this is um, creating a great expense uh, for us. And of course, uh, um, there's all kinds of uh, other factors involved here, just to keep the radio station going, to keep it happening. It costs money. And, uh, of course, uh, people say, well, uh, you get some sort of a grant for the station. Yes, we do, but it's hardly enough to um, keep everything up to date, uh, new equipment, all this kind of stuff. So we're going to be harping at you this evening to donate to CITR. You can donate to this show, which would be very nice, um, but you can also donate simply to all shows on CITR. Um, it doesn't matter. The money goes to CITR and goes to what we're, um, what we're going to do uh, with, with the money and how we're going to use it. And that phone number to remember is 604-822-8648. And we'll be talking a lot um, about that this evening. And this is why this show is particularly special. It's the only one this year that I'm doing, and uh, it would be very nice to uh, increase our um, what we have already, we're up to uh, over $16,000, which is very nice. And uh, we're climbing fast. And it would be, we're really grateful for any donation. You know, it could be a dollar. <laughs> that's okay. If, that, if that's what you can afford, send in a dollar. There's no problem. A loony, a toonie. Uh, five bucks, um, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, uh, the larger donations come with special prizes. And we'll be talking about that uh, later. Now, our jazz feature this evening, which is usually an uninterrupted uh, album by a specific artist, um, is definitely a specific artist, yes. Uh, but it won't be uninterrupted because I picked out an artist who has probably shaped jazz music more than any other artist in the 20th century. And his approach to music was so varied over the years and changed so much uh, that, uh, and, and he created such a variety of music that uh, it's, it's incredible, but he was always true to his muse. He didn't do it for commercial reasons. He didn't do it because someone told him that he had to change his music up. He did it because he wanted to do it. And he's uh, a bit of a hero, not only in jazz music, but a hero in music altogether. And I'm talking about Miles Davis, the great trumpeter. 
Miles Davis stood for Miles Davis. Um, he was a small man, but a strong man, and he had very, very definite musical views, opinions, and everything else. And so we're going to explore, not in a um, chronological way, we're just going to cast about and play different aspects uh, of his music uh, as the jazz feature. So that's going to last a, um, for a, group, a big part of the program. Some of his music you're going to love. Some of his music you might not like. Miles didn't care, really. <laughs> he just he did what he did because he did what he did. Um, and uh, some of the music that, say, you might not like, someone else is going to like. So it all depends on where you came in and, and how uh, Miles affected you. When did you start listening to him? Uh, if you ever did, most jazz people, of course, have... Uh, Miles Davis is a huge part of their uh, lives and uh, a great part of my life, too. So we're going to um, essentially explore, uh, without going into uh, chronology or anything like that, the music of Miles Davis and, um, and playing a few selections and then talking, of course, about the fun drive, letting you know that uh, we... Uh, we'd like to have your participation in this and uh, explaining why and all that kind of stuff and, uh, and then getting back to music. We're going to start with two pieces. The first one is Miles with the Gil Evans Orchestra. It's a classic, and I'm sure you've heard it before. You've certainly heard, heard this song before. Uh, this is one of the, the definitive instrumental versions of this particular song. It was written by George and Ira Gershwin for the opera Porgy and Bess. And we're going to open the set with Miles Davis with the Gil Evans Orchestra and, of course, Miles' version of Summertime. And this is a tribute to our weather right now because <laughs> in terms of Canada, we're living in paradise in terms of the weather. So summertime would be very appropriate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, piece of music. The second piece is one that you may not have heard. It's an alternate take um, with Miles Quintet, with uh, Miles on trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And we hear before the piece starts a few words from Miles. He's giving some directions to Paul Chambers what he wants on the tune. And of course, it's a famous version of uh, a tune from uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Someday My Prince Will Come. And it's a classic rendition by Mr. Davis and company. So we're going to hear these two tunes, first of all, to kick off the show and our jazz feature, beginning with Summertime. Thank you. 
opening our show this evening, Miles Davis, doing a very famous instrumental version of Summertime, of course, Miles and the Gil Evans Orchestra from Miles' album Porgy and Bess, and um, a very rare um, alternate take of Someday My Prince Will Come with the uh, quintet that Miles was working with, his working band at the time in 1961, with Mr. Davis on trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums from the um, Snow White story, Someday My Prince Will Come. You are listening to The Jazz Show, the fun drive edition of the Jazz Show, and of course the phone number that we are emphasizing that you uh, pick up the phone, give us a call, talk to the friendly folks, and they'll take care of business for you. It's 604-822-8648. We take all kinds of currencies, <laughs> by the way. We take rubles, we take shekels, we take euros, we take drachmas, we take lira. <laughs> we we take loonies, we 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 take bucks, uh, greenbacks, uh, all that kind of stuff, any kind of money, and of course uh, you can put it on a, uh, various credit cards, debit cards, uh, checks, whatever uh, whatever you like. We try and make it easy for you, and any donation is is very welcome. Um, we're going digital, and we need to preserve the highlight. Uh, preserve and highlight the content from CITR and Discorder's past. Discorder, of course, is the um, the magazine, the famous magazine of CITR, and um, the past and present. We need um, uh, help to get it online and preserve it. So that means a new website, and of course, um, getting developing a new website uh, costs money, and uh, this is partially uh, what the donations are going to um, contribute to. And it's going to integrate CITR and Discorder and allow people to move easily between print and audio and uh, check out all kinds of historical things that uh, have happened on CITR. Don't forget, CITR is um, unique radio programming. It's not like your average radio station in town here, which is all kind of cliched. CITR is, is, is innovative. Um, we dwell on that. And uh, there's all kinds of programming on CITR. I, very often I tell people, uh, especially jazz people, that I do a show at CITR, and they say, oh, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's kind of a punk rock station. No, it isn't. It's got all kinds of uh, programming on there a lot of people don't realize. And Discorder magazine kind of uh, is a good source of information as to the varied program um, types of programs that are on CITR, everything from uh, uh, human interest story, news, sports, all that kind of stuff is on, on CITR. A lot of music, a lot of very innovative music as well. So uh, that's it. Uh, we also want to launch um, our reel-to-reel collection and, and digitalize that, and um, which comes from about 60 years of UBC radio. So there's all sorts of stuff um, that has to, be, has to be done. So there you go. And um, last year's fund drive money was used very well. Uh, we raised funds uh, to move to the new sub, which, of course, um, we're, we're doing this year. And um, 
but because of construction uh, delays, it's it's going to be uh, a little later on this year. But uh, all kinds of things have transpired because of you and your donations. So it's important. And we don't care how much it is. It doesn't matter. We don't discriminate against that. If it's a, as I said before, if it's a dollar, it's cool. <laughs> if it's five bucks, it's, it's a little cooler. If it's 10 bucks, it's cool. We don't care. Um, it, everything helps. So there you go. And uh, the phone number once again is 604-822-8648. Now, we're going to get back to Miles Davis. A couple of pieces. This, from this session, this was kind of a very special recording session, which took place in 1956. Miles had broken up his first great quintet, and this is kind of an ad hoc session where Miles just called up some of his favorite musicians, including Sonny Rollins. And Sonny Rollins was his first choice, um, when Miles put together his quintet for tenor saxophone position, but at the time, Sonny wasn't ready to come back to New York from his hideout in Chicago and rejoin or join Miles. And so um, Miles Davis got John Coltrane, <laughs> you know. Uh, that's pretty, that's all right, too. But um, this ad hoc situ- uh, uh, session, which took place in, in March of 1956, um, Miles um, picked Sonny Rollins on tenor saxophone and a young man who had just moved from Detroit, beautiful piano player, the poet of the piano, Tommy Flanagan. Once again, Miles' favorite bass player was here, Paul Chambers, and the drummer is Arthur Taylor. And Arthur, of course, is one, was one of the most ubiquitous and well-recorded New York drummers. So it's kind of a pickup quintet uh, for this session. They didn't record enough um, to uh, actually issue on a on a twelve-inch record. So these tunes were um, very rare for many years. They they were unheard of until Prestige put them together with some other stuff on an album called Collector's Items. And uh, these tunes are very valuable. We're going to hear two. The first one is a blues. It's got different titles. Uh, I know it as John Paul Jones. Um, That's the title that I know it. Uh, But Miles retitled it, called it Veered Blues. And the second tune is Miles Davis had great, great respect and love for Dave Brubeck especially his compositions. And one of his most beautiful compositions was uh, a thing called In Your Own Sweet Way. And Miles makes it his own on this date. So we're going to hear Veered Blues and In Your Own Sweet Way. Miles Davis.
Two pieces of music from this uh, session done in March of 1956 with this um, essentially a pickup band and with uh, one of Miles' favorite saxophone players, Sonny Rollins, in wonderful early form uh, on, this, uh, on these tunes. Um, of course, Miles on trumpet, Tommy Flanagan on piano, who had just um, emigrated to New York from Detroit a beautiful piano player, and of course, Miles loved piano players with light, lyrical touches, and Tommy Flanagan was uh, a perfect for Miles. And of course, Paul Chambers, his favorite bassist, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And two tunes, uh, the first one was known by various titles, but on here it's called Veered Blues, and the second tune is Dave Brubeck's beautiful composition, in Your Own Sweet Way, which he dedicated to his um, beautiful wife, Iola. 
Miles Davis. All right. We're continuing with the feature, and uh, we'd just like to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR, a very special edition, the Fun Drive edition of The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, here's something to check out. Every year, CITR wraps up the annual Fun Drive fundraiser by throwing a party with local bands and a silent auction. This year's finale is happening on Friday, March 6th at Pat's Pub, and the theme is Band Lottery. We're recruiting talented local musicians, throwing their names into a hat, and drawing out new bands. After a week of collaboration, they're going to perform brand new material for the first and possibly last time at the Fun Drive finale. This year's bands will include members of What's Wrong, Tohei, Still Creek Murder, Death Prism, Marcus Naslin, Cascadia, Get Over It, Mosfet, Doppelganger, Nervous Operator, The Plodes, Underpass, So You Think You Can Sleep, Trash Bait, Vancouver, Eden Fine Day, Village, Candela Farm, Soft Serve, Invasives, Low Levels, The Hanson Brothers, Other Jesus, Terror Bird, Nervous Talk, Defectors, Mormon Crosses, Diane, Clover Honey, Supermoon, Cowards, and more. Tickets are $10 in advance, $12 at the door, and available online at Brown Paper Tickets. The 2015 Fun Drive finale will happen this Friday, March 6th at Pat's Pub. There you go, and uh, that's something to listen to. All right, the, um, if you donate $30 to CITR, and you can do that by phoning 604-822-8648. If you donate $30, you get a Friends of CITR card, which entitles you to all kinds of discounts at some of the hippest stores in in Vancouver. This is a very valuable little card to have, um, and it saves you money in the long run. So for 30 bucks, that's a good deal. Uh, for $60, uh, you get the card and a CITR toque. Uh, which you can use on cold nights like tonight. Even though it was beautiful today, it gets pretty cool at night. A toque is kind of neat. And everybody's wearing toques these days. I mean, we're, we're Canadian, right? <laughs> we wear toques. Uh, that's it. And if you um, would like to donate $101, $101.9, you get um, a toque, a Friends of CITR card, and a CITR cassette. For 150 bucks, you get a very beautiful Discorder scarf, along with all the other things, the tube, the cassette, the card. So $150, and, and it goes up. Uh, I'll tell you more a little bit uh, later on in the show, but we're going to get back to Miles Davis. This is from his very, this goes back to 1947. Miles Davis at the time was employed by Charlie Parker uh, in his band. And this does feature Charlie Parker, but Miles had a specific request here uh, because he liked the blend. Uh, Charlie Parker, of course, as we all know, was an alto saxophonist. Uh, Miles particularly liked the, the blend between trumpet and tenor saxophone, the larger of the two saxophones. And he asked Charlie Parker to play it. Uh, Charlie Parker didn't particularly like the tenor. He didn't particularly like playing it either. But uh, out of deference to his um, young accolade, Miles Davis, uh, Charlie Parker agreed uh, to play the tenor saxophone on this session, which was Miles Davis's first under his own name for Savoy Records. And uh, Miles picked the band and, of course, asked Parker to switch to the bigger horn. 
Um, Parker borrowed a, a horn from a, a very fine New York player that nobody knows by the name of Warren Lucky. And um, it was a good uh, quality saxophone in good shape. And it, uh, uh, Parker, of course, could play any, anybody's saxophone. No matter how beaten up, it would still sound great because uh, he was that much of a genius. Anyway, he sounds very smooth here on tenor saxophone. I, I really like his work. So uh, we're going to hear three tunes. They, they're all Miles Davis compositions uh, that he wrote especially for the date, and he picked all the guys on the date. So we hear Miles Davis on trumpet, Charlie Parker on tenor saxophone, uh, John Lewis, who was one of Miles Davis's lifelong friends on piano. John went on, to, of course, to lead the modern jazz quartet. On bass from uh, Newark, New Jersey, a uh, fine bass player, Nelson Boyd. And on drums... Of course, uh, the regular drummer with Charlie Parker's group and everybody's favorite, Max Roach. So we're going to hear three compositions by Miles. The first one is called Sippin' at Bells. Uh, the second tune is called Half Nelson, dedicated to the bassist, Nelson Boyd. Um, and the, the third tune is a little thing called Little Willie Leaps. Three compositions by Miles Davis from his first recording date. Thank you. 
Three tunes from Miles Davis's very first recording session under his own name is the Miles Davis All-Stars with Charlie Parker on tenor saxophone, John Lewis at the piano, Nelson Boyd on bass, Max Roach on drums, and, of course, Miles on trumpet. And three compositions by Miles. We heard Sippin' at Bells was the first one. The second tune dedicated to the bass players called Half Nelson. Half Nelson, as most people know, is a wrestling hold, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, there you go. And the second and the final tune was Little Willie Leaps. Three tunes by written by Miles Davis and uh of course he uh the band sounded uh, well rehearsed and um uh etc and very smooth and it was nice to hear Charlie Parker on the larger tenor saxophone, an instrument that he didn't particularly like to play. All right, we're featuring the music of Miles Davis uh, from all eras, and uh, we're going to get into um, uh, a very, very um, legendary session from 1958 uh, next. But, of course, I would like to once again tell you, um, and, of course, endlessly repeat this phone number, 604-822-8648. And uh, that is the number to phone for our friendly uh, uh, call takers here, and uh, we'll accept uh, any donations. And of course, I did mention some of the uh, some of the great prizes you'll get when you uh, donate um, anything over thirty bucks. Uh, and uh, we're going up here, two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, we'll get you a framed Discorder cover of your choice. Discorder, of course, is the magazine of CITR, and this, uh, some of the covers are very, very creative, done by local artists or photographers, and um, you'll, you get a chance to pick uh, a cover, and you can frame it and put it up in your apartment, uh, house, wherever, and uh, there you go. And then we get up to uh, 500 bucks. You get an on-the-air shout-out and 10-song playlist of your choice, uh, plus all the other things, the, the scarf, the CITR cassette, the toque, all, all, all of those things. So um, it goes up. And, of course, uh, by supporting the Fun Drive, you'll be supporting all the programs you hear every day and uh, help CITR get digital, which is really the only way nowadays to preserve all the history that uh, um, has been part of CITR ever since its uh, initial um, inception as UBC Radio uh, and then getting the transmitter and all this kind of stuff and moving on. Uh, we've had um, 1982, we went on the air with the transmitter, um, FM radio. Uh, then we got into the Discord, the publication of Discorder. Um, 1998 was our website. 2006 began our podcasting, and that's very important because people all over the world uh, check out our podcasts. Uh, 2008, our digital library. Um, then new online logs came in 2011. Um, all the Discorders now are online, so you can read back issues. That happened this year. Uh, our new website, which is what we're doing um, now and what part of the fun drive is going for, and uh, taking all our huge reel-to-reel collection and, uh, and putting them online. That's the other thing that the uh, donations are going to pay for. So this is, uh, and of course, to upgrade our equipment, all this kind of stuff, you know. 
these things, it costs money to, to broadcast uh, every day. So there you go. 604-822-8648. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR, the special fun drive edition. My name is Gavin Walker. We're going to go back to this legendary session for Columbia Records, which took place March the 4th, 1958. Minus an important person. He didn't show. He was always late, always late. Miles Davis tolerated his tardiness uh, a lot because he loved his playing. And I'm talking about pianist Red Garland. Red Garland was late for this recording session. Now, it's one thing to be late for a gig, uh, etc., because the band can carry on and, and, and create. But if you're late for a recording session, man, that's serious. And... Um, Red's tardiness on this particular day led to his getting fired from the band, despite Miles loving Red's playing and loving him as a person, too. Um, He had to fire him. He had to change piano players. And, of course, that's when uh, Bill Evans came in and replaced Red Garland. Anyway, Red's not here. But you're going to hear a piano on the first tune, and that's Miles Davis playing the piano. He plays trumpet and piano on this tune, and it's kind of a mysterioso um, take on a Miles composition, which is a variation of uh, of the tune "Walkin'." But it's Miles kind of uh, puts some strange chords and so on, and it has a very kind of a mysterious feel on here. The people involved here: Miles on trumpet in great form and piano on the first tune, and Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, Julian Adderley on tenor saxophone, John Coltrane on bass, Paul Chambers, and on drums, the magnificent Philly Joe Jones. The second tune is very rare. It was never issued uh, except on a box set, and it was always a mystery. People used to see this listed in discographies and wonder what it sounded like. It's actually a quartet version of a Jackie McLean composition that Miles um, played in the band. And it was written for Jackie's um, little daughter. And, and the tune is called Little Melanie. And it's played by a quartet. Cannonball Adderley does not play on this tune. So it's Miles, Coltrane, Paul Chambers on bass, Philly Joe Jones on drums. And the second tune is called Little Melanie. Red Garland finally shows up on the final tune, and it's a burner. Uh, Red doesn't solo on here, but you hear his piano backing uh, in the set, and he fills everything out. But the highlight of this is, uh, well, some drum breaks with Philly Joe, Miles uh, uh, fiery playing, but the highlight of this final tune is the battle, uh, the musical, uh, I, I shouldn't say battle, exchange between John Coltrane and Julian Adderley. And we all used to debate who bested who. Um, and one, <laughs> depending on whatever mood you were in, somebody said, well, you know, I think Cannonball Adderley outplayed Coltrane on here. And then someone would say, no, no, man, Train just wiped Cannonball out, blah, blah, blah. You know, so we get into these debates. Anyway, it's a great piece of music called another Jackie McLean composition called Dr. Jackal. So Sid's ahead to start. Little Melanie is next. Dr. Jackal is third. A long set this time. Miles Davis and company. (laughs) 
Whoa. That's uh, not a very good sounding uh, tape. We'll, we'll see if we can, if it'll play better in another player. That's uh, kind of strange. Uh, it's certainly not going to play in this player. Maybe it'll uh, work in another player. So there you go. These, these things happen with CDs. Maybe after all that buildup, it better play. But uh, if it doesn't, we'll, we'll go someplace else. We'll see what it, see what it sounds like on uh, uh, when it's set up on the second player here and see if she plays all right. So we'll find out. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to, uh, that, that doesn't sound very good to me. It sounds all kind of distorted. I don't know why that's happening, and so we're just going to change the pace here. Um, that is a, a burn CD, so sometimes these things don't work. Um, you know, they can sound good at home, but they don't work uh, in the studio, so you don't know. CDs are sometimes very temperamental. So um, I would like to do that. We'll have to do that session some other time. Despite the build-up, we're going to change things around now and uh, get into Miles' second great quintet. And we're going to hear some pieces uh, from two albums. One of them is called Sorcerer, and the other one is called Nefertiti. And these are two studio sessions that Miles did in the mid-60s with his um, second great quintet. And we're going to hear... um, some pieces. Now, the second great quintet included, of course, Herbie Hancock on piano, uh, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums, an incredible uh, drum phenomenon, young man, and, of course, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone. When Wayne Shorter came into the band, he contributed many compositions to the band, 
And um, his music really uh, changed the whole um, sound of Miles' uh, um, quintets. He was using, um, playing the same material over and over and over again for many years. But when Wayne came into the band, he brought his own compositions. And that's one of the reasons why Miles hired him, not only because he liked his playing, but because of the composition. So we're going to hear a bunch of uh, tunes. We're going to begin with a Wayne Shorter composition dedicated to Miles called The Prince of Darkness. And the second tune that we're going to hear is another Wayne Shorter composition called Masquilero. And then we'll go from there. Um, so we're going to carry on. And sorry about having to abort that thing, but it's just the sound is just so awful that I, I can't put that on the air. So uh, one day we'll hear that session again, maybe on a future show uh, from a better source. So um, there you go. These things happen. CDs, they're unpredictable. All right, so The Prince of Darkness starts, and we're going to follow that with Masquilero. So here then is the second great quintet, our continuing tribute to Miles Davis.
We heard four tunes by Miles Davis's second great quintet from two great studio albums, the first one, Sorcerer, and the second album, Nefertiti, both recorded in the mid-60s. And Miles Davis with Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, who composed all of those four, and Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. In the pieces of music we heard, we opened with uh, the dedication to Miles, written by Wayne Shorter, called The Prince of Darkness, uh, followed by Masquilero, kind of a Spanish-feeling uh, thing, of course. And uh, then two number three was most interesting. No solos, really. It was simply just this ensemble moving in and out and in and out with the background changing all the time. Fascinating composition by Wayne Shorter entitled Nefertiti, which was the title track from uh, that album. And the final tune, one of my favorite uh, Wayne Shorter compositions, Pinocchio. And uh, that was the second great quintet. Of course, we're doing a lot of Miles Davis this evening because it is the special Fun Drive show. And we'd like to uh, thank those who uh, donated to um, the jazz show. Please continue to do so. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, various people, Sarah, of course, uh, who um, donated generously to the show and, uh, and others as well. So there you go. That's, uh, that's important. And the, the phone number is 604-822-8648, as we have emphasized throughout the show. Um, donations, any denomination are welcome. As I said, rubles, shekels, uh, uh, euros, <laughs> drachmas, uh, um, pence, <laughs> whatever, uh, pounds sterling, uh, greenbacks, loonies, toonies, all that kind of stuff. Um, we're building all kinds of new things at CITR and really have to uh, develop the radio station to bring it into the 21st century and beyond. And, uh, of course, that all takes moolah, and um, your donations are so welcome here. Um, there are donations over $30. You get some really nice rewards, uh, $30 and up. Uh, friends of CITR card, that's what $30 will get you. Then we go up to, say, 150 bucks, and you'll get a CITR card, a toque, a cassette, and also a wonderful beautiful discorder scarf and scarves are very fashionable these days so there you go and um, a thousand bucks if you can afford a thousand dollars we would appreciate that um, no end you get all of these prizes uh, all kinds of things you you'll get a, a discorder uh, cover of your choice you'll also get recognition on CITR's donor wall at the new sub. So your name will be up there forever and ever and ever uh, for $1,000. So if you can afford that, you know, we would be uh, um, rolling around in happiness if um, somebody could come up with that. That would be really, really, really nice. And uh, as I said, the uh, we have our friendly uh, call takers waiting to take your call at 604-822-8648. Just a couple of uh, jazz things, or one major jazz thing I would like to mention was the passing, and it would be his birthday today. He would have been 91 
of the great producer and an acquaintance of mine, someone who I respected and chatted with occasionally, um, Oren Keep News. Oren Keep News was the proprietor of Riverside Records. He also started other labels like Milestone and, and Landmark and produced all kinds of records. He was the one that um, made Cannonball Adderley famous um, because he recorded uh, Cannonball's Quintet, and, of course, they recorded tons of albums for his label. Wes Montgomery was another one, Bill Evans, and, of course, very, very importantly, he documented the music of Thelonious Monk. All those classic Monk recordings, the best were done for Riverside Records under Orrin Keepnew's uh, benevolent direction. I'd never heard anything bad said about Orrin Keepnews. Now, a lot of the people that ran these record companies, some of them had pretty, uh, they could be pretty iffy. Orrin Keepnews was as honest as the day is long. If he said he would pay you a certain amount of money, he would pay you that. And uh, he kept his word. He had the respect of musicians, and he treated musicians with re- with a great deal of respect and admiration and, and did his utmost. His contribution to jazz was enormous. And uh, his passing, he had a good long life, of course. He lived in El Cerrito, California. And uh, Oren... Um, his passing, of course, is, uh, uh, is sad uh, because uh, his passing means sort of the end of an era. There won't be, any, you know, they, <laughs> when they created Orrin Keep News, they, they broke the mold. Um, he was a, an extremely intelligent man. He was trained as a journalist, which is why his album notes that he wrote, lots of them, are really wonderful reads. And... Um, uh, very often uh, in CD reissues of, of his famous recording sessions, he uh, wrote a new set of notes, and he would give you further insights into the music and, and, and so on. Um, he said one of his great assets was the fact that he had no musical training. But he had this deep appreciation for the music, and he understood. He knew what was good and what wasn't good. And, but he, he never dictated to musicians. He allowed them to play and uh, merely was there to sort of um, uh, have benevolent guidance uh, without being a dictator. And uh, Oren Keepnews, God rest his soul, he, uh, he, will be, uh, he will be remembered for a long, long time. He left a great legacy and a great contribution to this music. So with that being said, We uh, have something else to tell you right now, other than the fun drive, of course. Um, This. I've got some incredible news about the weather. Uh, in terms of the official forecast here, we've got a whole week of sunshine every day. 
Now, it's going to be a little cool at night. It's going to go down below freezing and that sort of thing. So, you know, that's okay. That's easy to put up with as long as the days are going to be beautiful, warm, and sunny. And, and that's basically the forecast for the week. There's, there's no precipitation or anything. This is the official forecast. So we can cross our fingers and hope that it all works out. Um, temperatures are going to vary between minus 1 um, in the evenings. And up to uh, on the weekend, they're even going to get warmer. Uh, the temperatures are going to go up to 13. So we've got a week of really, really beautiful, positive uh, weather, which will, um, what I mean to say is that it will generate positive feelings, and that's very important. Um, in this, we're very lucky to be living in this part of the world, despite the fact that we can bitch and scream about how expensive it is here and uh, this and that and the other thing. It's easy. Vancouverites can be chronic complainers, and we, compared to, um, the rest of the country, we don't have a whole lot to complain about other than the fact that maybe things cost a little too much out here, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, we just maybe have to work harder to, to pay for that stuff. But anyway, it's worth it living here, and uh, our weather is really our reward right uh, th- this week. So there you go. That's the forecast in brief. We're going to get back to Miles Davis right now from a, a little change of pace with Miles. This is... um. Um, a piece of music called Miles Runs the Voodoo Down. This is from his famous Bitches Brew session. And uh, this, of course, involves uh, some different people. Wayne Shorter is still on board playing soprano saxophone, uh, Benny Maupin on bass clarinet, and, of course, Miles on trumpet, Joe Zavanul on electric piano, and Chick Corea on electric piano. Joe on, is on your left. Chick Corea is on your right if you're in stereo, which most of you are. John McLaughlin, the great John McLaughlin on guitar. Dave Holland is on electric bass, along with Harvey Brooks, so two electric bassists. Don Elias on one drum set, Jack DeJanet on the other, and some conga drums provided by Juma Santos. And this was recorded in 1969. This was a change of pace and a controversial record for Miles because it was a change of pace, and some of Miles' older listeners began to kind of wonder what was happening with Mr. Davis. They were scratching their heads and saying, what's going on here? But uh, it was also a um, a record that brought a whole new audience into the music of Miles Davis. And uh, he wasn't pressured to do this. This is what he wanted to do. A lot of people um, said this about Miles. They, oh, he was pressured by people that wanted to change the music, and he added electronics and so on. If Miles didn't want to do it, he wouldn't have done it. Uh, he did it because it fulfilled his artistic muse. So I hope you enjoy Miles r- Runs the Voodoo Down. Here we go.
Miles Runs the Voodoo Down. That's the title of that. Long piece with Miles Davis on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on soprano saxophone, Betty Maupin on bass clarinet, two piano players on electric piano, Joe Zabinul and Chick Corea, John McLaughlin on guitar, Dave Holland and Harvey Brooks on uh, electric basses, and Don Elias on drums, and Jack DeJanette on drums, and Juma Santos on uh, conga drums. Recorded in 1969, and of course part of the historic uh, Bitches Brew album, which was a bestseller for Miles Davis. It opened up the whole, a whole new audience for Miles, and uh, was, was, uh, was huge and indicated uh, a radical change in his music. All right, this is the Fun Drive edition of The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, we thank you very much for your donations. Keep doing it. Um, The phone number here is 604-822-8648, and uh, the call takers are there, and they're waiting for um, whatever uh, you can give to this good cause called CITR. Hey listeners, this is Ola, second year UBC student and host of Soul Sandwich, a student program on CITR 101.9 FM. You're tuned into Fundrive, an annual fundraiser to support CITR. CITR is a unique kind of station. It provides alternative content to commercial airwaves in Vancouver. Giving students and community members a voice. Call now at 604-822-8648. That's 604-UBC-UNIT. Or donate online at www.citr.ca. Receive great prizes for your donations. Help keep campus and community radio healthy. Donate to support CITR. Well, I'm not a chronic chronic. Master, when do I stop recording these reels? It's so tiring. Ah, well, you apprentices just don't know the value of reel-to-reel. You see, one day, these will be picked up by the great future warriors of CITR, and they will uncover the greatness of the past. CITR's historic audio collection includes broadcast material from over 60 years of UBC radio. And you're a part of this history, apprentice. But master, this is so tiring, and I just cannot take any more. I will call it a day. After all, I am a mere volunteer. You will do no such thing, apprentice. For this is the only way we can preserve the annals of CITR's incredible history. CITR's Fun Drive 2015. All about getting digitized. Call now at 604-UBC-UNIT or donate online at www.citr.ca. We'll have a lot of great content that needs to be digitized. And there you go. (laughs) All right. 604-822-8648. We're going to take you to uh, Miles Davis and Gil Evans from this historic album called Miles Ahead, which was recorded in 1957, and it put Miles in a beautiful context with uh, Gil Evans' uh, spacey arrangements uh, around his 
flugelhorn, which of course is a larger, mellower trumpet. And uh, it's a, a wonderful album, and of course it garnered all kinds of great uh, reviews and ratings and so on and so forth, and really put the name Gil Evans on the map as well. Uh, and they collaborated, of course. This was the first of their major collaborations. They had been friends for years, but um, uh, going back, way back to the early days uh, when Miles formed his Birth of the Cool band. But uh, this was a real fulfillment of their musical relationship, Miles Davis and Gil Evans. And, of course, they went on to do Porky and Bess, and they went on to do the historic Sketches of Spain album as well. That triumvirate of albums are very, very special in Miles Davis's repertoire. So we're going to hear some tracks from uh, the Gil Evans album uh, with uh, with Miles, of course, on flugelhorn and, and the rest of the orchestra. Some uh, beautiful compositions. The first one is John Carisi's Springsville, and uh, that's a great opener. And, of course, uh, we're going to follow that up. The tunes are kind of segued together, and uh, we're going to follow that up with uh, Gil Evans' composition called The Maids of Cadiz. And uh, then we're going to move through a couple more pieces on this uh, historic album. So, that's it. Here is Miles Davis, Gil Evans' selections from Miles Ahead.
From a famous Columbia album called Miles Ahead, uh, we heard a group of selections from there with the Gil Evans Orchestra and, of course, Miles Davis on flugelhorn. And uh, the pieces of music we heard, we opened with uh, Springsville, written by John Carisi. All the tunes were arranged, of course, by Gil Evans and had his distinctive sound. Springsville was first, Maids of Cadiz was second, 
which was written by um, a gentleman named uh, Delibes, but arranged by Gill, of course. And then um, a famous Dave Brubeck composition dedicated to Mr. Ellington called The Duke. And uh, the final tune was by pianist Ahmad Jamal and called New Rumba. So from this uh, historic album, which again put Miles Davis in a different uh, context than uh, people had been used to hearing him, and of course was uh, wonderfully uh, accepted by all the jazz critics at the time and given the top ratings and all that kind of stuff. So we continue, and uh, of course, uh, once again, this is um, a very special edition of The Jazz Show, and it is our Fun Drive show. And uh, I'll repeat that uh, number, that uh, give us a call, 604, it's never too late, 604-822-8648. And um, you can donate. CITR is really unique because it provides listeners with everything that the commercial airwaves in Vancouver lack, including local, alternative, and independent programming, broadcasting training which is important, and community access to the airwaves. And, of course, by supporting the Fun Drive, you'll support the programs that you hear every day and, of course, help us to digitalize our history And uh, because we have tons of reel-to-reel tapes that go back a long time and some very important stuff. And, of course, um, those tapes... Over, the, over time, begin to deteriorate, and uh, they have to be um, recorded or re-recorded uh, onto something much more permanent. And so we can keep that history of CITR, which goes back over 60 years. And uh, it's incredibly um, innovative and uh, wonderful form of radio. And it really is the... the refreshing element of radio uh, because you're not going to hear a lot of things on commercial radio that you hear on CITR, believe me. So there you go. And uh, we appreciate any donation. I don't care whether it's, you know, two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, fifty bucks, uh, etc. on up. Um, that's fine. We appreciate it all, and, and we treat everyone <laughs> with uh, uh, equality, whether you, you can donate a dollar or whether you donate $1,000. It's all the same to us, and uh, it all goes to CITR, so that's very important. So give us a call. Uh, you can reach us uh, also uh, on the web, www.citr.ca, uh, and uh, also... Um, of course, by phone, which is uh, very simple to do, 604-822-8648. And, of course, we take anything uh, in terms of credit cards, all that kind of stuff, uh, checks, um, Visa, MasterCard, Amex, uh, whatever you prefer. And uh, you'll also receive a tax receipt for any donation if you so choose, uh, or you can uh, get a partial tax receipt and the uh, the swag that we're offering, like the toque uh, for sixty bucks, or the uh, CITR cassette and the toque and the CITR card for one hundred and one dollars and ninety cents. So that's one hundred one point nine zero. Um, 
150 bucks will get you the Discorder scarf, the cassette, the toque, the CITR card, all that kind of stuff. And a partial tax receipt, if you so uh, desire. Or no swag at all, and a tax receipt. So you benefit all around. Uh, donations are, uh, are really special. So uh, they will be thanked. Uh, all donors will be thanked on CITR.ca. Um, and there you go. And you can uh, pick your whatever you, uh, whatever is convenient to you. So there you go. Very easy to do. And so please do it. That's very important. All right. We're going to carry on. We're going to go back to Miles' famous Birth of the Cool. This was a band that was Miles put together after he left Charlie Parker. Um, it was a financial failure, but an artistic success. And it really changed um, so many concepts of, of jazz music. Miles had this in his mind that he wanted a band like this. And uh, uh, they, they played a couple of, they only played a, a, a couple of gigs, but managed to, uh, through the goodness of Capitol Records, managed to record uh, 12 selections. And they're all classics by this uh, band. The, the basic personnel includes uh, Miles, of course, on trumpet, Lee Konitz on alto saxophone, uh, Jerry Mulligan on baritone saxophone, Bill Barber, or John Barber on tuba, Junior Collins on French horn, uh, Kai Winding or J.J. Johnson on trombone, and uh, Al Haig on piano or John Lewis, um, Nelson Boyd or Joe Schulman on bass, and Max Roach or Kenny Clark on drums. So... Uh, the sound of the band it was it was very unique because it had the French horn and the tuba in it and and uh, actually emphasized the um, ensemble uh, rather than uh, the soloists and um, you know Miles played opposite Count Basie's band with this band and and the whole Basie band stayed around and listened Basie loved the band but unfortunately, the club owners and, and uh, the jazz audience were not quite ready for this in 1949. Um, and uh, again, it was something that Miles did and, uh, and then moved on after. So we're going to go back in time to this uh, Birth of the Cool Band, as it was known. Uh, the first composition was by Denzel Bass called Move, features a great alto saxophone solo by Lee Konitz and Miles, of course. And then we're going to hear three tunes. Um, uh, the next tune is a Miles Davis composition called Boplicity. Um, the next tune after that is a Jerry Mulligan tune called Rocker. And a Johnny Carisi composition will wrap everything up. And he calls his composition Israel for the then new nation. So there you go. So we go back. Birth of the Cool. Beginning with move. Thank you. 
From his rather experimental band for the time, The Birth of the Cool Band, these things, all of these pieces have become classics. And, of course, this was a big part of uh, Miles Davis's uh, move to um, play some very different music and, of course, being true to his uh, muse, um, he did something very original for the time. And, uh, as I said, these things, these pieces of music have become classics, all recorded uh, in 1949 or early 1950. And as I said, the band was uh, an artistic success, but a total financial failure. Never got it. had uh, only played two weeks, uh, never got any more gigs. <laughs> and and that, was, that was it. Discouraging, but uh, that's the way things are sometimes. But at least we had these 12 recordings uh, that have been lovingly preserved on a uh, a reissue uh, and put out uh, by uh, Capitol Records. And we heard four pieces of music by this band. The first one was Move, featuring Miles Davis and a great alto saxophone solo by Lee, Lee Konitz, who is still with us, and um, was just in town just recently, 80, 85 years old. Lee Konitz, amazing. Um, the second piece was called Boplicity, written by Miles, a very smooth-sounding piece. And then Jerry Mulligan's uh, tune, Rocker, was th- uh, the next one. And the final tune was Johnny Carisi's Great, which became a jazz standard, a tune called Israel. And um, 
So we heard solos by Miles and Lee Konitz and Jerry Mulligan on baritone saxophone and uh, various changes of, uh, slight changes in personnel, but essentially retaining that sound with the tuba and French horn, uh, making that a real brassy sound. We're going to conclude the show with, um, we're going to go to France for the last two uh, lengthy selections by a quintet. Um, This was indicating a big change in Miles' music. And uh, this particular quintet, and they really sounded great in this. This was recorded in at the Antibes Jazz Festival in the south of France, and it featured Miles. Uh, this was before the the coming of Wayne Shorter. Miles was thinking about Wayne, but uh, Wayne was committed to Art Blakey's band, and um, Miles' saxophonist was at the time was the great George Coleman, who just received uh, um, a MacArthur grant. Uh, for his longevity in jazz, and George is still performing uh, in New York City, and uh, is a great musician, and of course is an inspiration to uh, so many saxophonists. So George Coleman is the saxophonist here, alongside Miles, along with Herbie Hancock uh, on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. And we're going to hear Uh, a tune that Miles played, usually opened uh, his concerts with all the time, famous tune, Autumn Leaves. And then we're going to follow that with a Miles Davis composition called Milestones. And that will wrap up the show for this evening. And uh, that's it. So we take you, uh, the introduction here is by André Francis, or André Francis. And... um, Then we segue right into uh, Miles Davis doing Autumn Leaves. So here then is the great quintet, the beginning of the second great quintet. Quintet de Miles Davis avec le jeune Tony Williams à la batterie. Il a 17 ans. Avec Ron Carter à la contrebasse. Carter, avec Herbie Hancock au piano, George Coleman au saxophone ténor, et Miles Davis. Thank you. 
Miles Davis in France, recorded at the Antibes Jazz Festival at the, uh, in 1963. And we heard Miles Davis on trumpet with the incredible George Coleman on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and uh, as the man said at the beginning of that uh, set, le jeune Tony Williams à la batterie, 17 ans. 17 years old. <laughs> All right. And, of course, uh, just booting the band along. An incredible drummer, Tony Williams. And uh, we were also shocked when he, uh, when he passed away at age 50 a few years ago. Tony Williams. That wraps it up for this Fun Drive edition of The Jazz Show. And we'll be back next week. Our jazz feature next week is uh, a very interesting trio led by the iconic and iconoclastic alto saxophonist Ornette Coleman. And this was, I think, one of Ornette's finest uh, bands that he ever put together with uh, bassist David Eisenson and drummer Charles Moffat. Just the three of them. And they created some incredible music. And we're going to hear some music that was recorded at the uh, club in Sweden called The Golden Circle. And that's going to be our jazz feature next week. And I think those of you that sort of sometimes wonder about Ornette Coleman, um, his music is so accessible and, and really, really lyrical. And uh, it's quite fun to listen to. So that's going to be our jazz feature next week on uh, a regular edition of The Jazz Show. Now, this has been the Fun Drive edition. Um, 
you can call 604-822-8648. The fun drive is uh, happening right up until March the 6th. And uh, it's a very important period in the history of this great radio station, CITR, of which I'm very proud to do a show every Monday night. And, of course, it's called The Jazz Show. I'm sure you've gathered that. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, as I mentioned before, our jazz feature next week will be Ornette Coleman and his trio. So take care, and we'll see you in seven days' time. And listen up. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hey there, listeners. You're tuned in to CITR's annual fundraiser, Fundrive. Every year, Fundrive raises money to keep CITR running. Last year, we raised over $39,000 to assist our move to a new station. This year, Fundrive runs February 26th to March 6th with a finale party at Pat's Pub. So let's get digital. We're trying to raise $40,000 to build a new website, digitize our analog archives, and make decades worth of CITR history accessible and more. Call now at 604 at 604-822-8648. That's 604-UBC-UNIT to pledge towards this year's fund drive or donate online at www.citr.ca. Receive great prizes for your donations. Help keep campus and community radio healthy. Donate to support CITR. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee Wee-doo-wee Wee-doo-wee Wee-doo-wee